This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Episode number 336, he says, lacking confidence. Mm, 335. Are you sure that wasn't last week? Oh, let me go look it up. Hold on. Da, 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 da. Yep, that was last week. 336 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. I think I did that thing again where I like just continued all my notes. and. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> So I, uh, I, I had a friend of mine reach out to me and tell me that he started listening to the podcast. The way that he said that was, wow, you really have a voice for radio. And I, I said, thanks. Now, in my head, I thought usually when somebody says that, it's followed quickly by as well as a face for radio. But he did not say that. So I felt a little better. And then. He said, so is Willow good? And I said, well, yeah, are you listening to the podcast? He goes, well, I didn't really have time. So I just listened to a little bit of it, but there were other podcasts I wanted to listen to. I'm like, okay. So if you're listening to this, Aaron, I'm calling you out. Calling you out. Yeah, Aaron, person I don't really know. Uh, You absolutely do know Aaron. Aaron Hall. Oh, Aaron Hall. Okay. Yeah, Aaron. Listen (laughs) up. (laughs) (sighs) So, yeah. um, I watched some stuff this week. I watched some stuff. I watched some movies. Got some Christmas-themed movies in. I got a Christmassy movie in. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to say Die Hard, that is a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmassy movie. I agree. It is a Christmas movie. Oh, I agree. Uh, Julia does not. So we tussled Julia, on that. You're wrong. She is wrong. She is 100% wrong. So let's jump into shows. Okay. Uh, I haven't watched any of Wednesday. I got to catch up. I have finished Wednesday. Oh, yeah. And it definitely, there were eight episodes. I thought there were 10. Um, it was definitely one of those shows where, like, in the beginning, I was like, oh, this is cool. And then the next episode, it's like, wow, this is fun. And I definitely did have some problems with the dynamics of the family, as I mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't get much better. Um, Fred Armisen as Fester was good. It was He was a or little that. odd, but um, he was still good. Uh, but it was definitely one of those shows that, like, the more episodes I watched, the more compelling it was. So, like... I say I, we were watching it together and it was like, well, let's do one more. Well, let's do one more, you know? And then I think we binged like the last three episodes or the last four episodes in one night. Cause 
it just really ramped up well. And uh, I like the story. I'm really hoping it comes back for a second season. Um, Gwendolyn Christie is enormous. Like she is a very tall woman. There's at least one scene where she's standing there next to uh, Jenna Ortega as Wednesday. And if you'll notice when you're watching the show, Wednesday is always wearing shoes that have like platforms that are like three inches tall on them, whether they're orthotics or not. Like these aren't heels. She is a very tiny woman. Yes. But even with those on standing next to Gwendolyn Christie was laughable. Um, It it just, it blew my mind. She is a very tall woman, that Captain Phasma. Um, But yeah. Brienne of Tarth. Yes. However however you want to refer to her. Uh, but yes, very much enjoyed it. Looking forward to you watching the rest so that we can discuss it in more depth. Um, but yeah, very good show. Despite some of the foibles, despite some of the nitpicks that I have with the dynamics of the family. Um, yeah. Cool. I have not watched any more Doctor Who. Oh, you guys been getting in this week? No, basically every time it was like, do you want to watch Wednesday or do you want to watch Doctor Who? Mm, Wednesday. So we ended up watching a lot of Wednesday. Fair enough. Uh, I do plan on watching more of Wednesday. Um, I just haven't gotten around to it. I actually find myself getting uh, further and further sucked into uh, rewatching Grimm. Ah. Still enjoying that. Yeah, I actually just um, I just hit season five, episode one last night. Ooh, God, the the season where they suddenly went. Oh wait, didn't we have a story about keys? Um, basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I couldn't remember how Juliet died. I just knew she died. She how died was at it? The end of season four. I for, I forgot as well. Trouble just shot her with arrows. Hmm. A, it's a good way for her to go. I mean, mm-hmm. you could have said anything, and I would have said, "Yeah, it's a good way for yeah. her to go" because she needed to go. But uh, anyhow, yeah. Um, stuck on Grim, digging it. I got uh, the 22 episodes of season um, five to watch. And then and you're I believe done. season six. <coughs> season six has only 13 episodes, so. Mm. Well, good luck to you, my friend. Season five was a slog from what I remember. Yeah, it really was. So I might go, I might, I might take a break for a little bit. Maybe go finish Wednesday, go back to this. Something like that. Are you caught up on Young Rock? Oh, I am indeed. So you watch Night of the Chi-Chi's and Five Days? Uh, Yes, I watched. uh, Yes, Night of the Chi-Chi's and Five Days. Um. Rocky was very convincing when he was talking about him being a secret character in uh, the WrestleFest game there. Um, yes, he was. Yeah. There was no hidden character of him. Absolutely not. Nope. Did Certainly not exist. Was not. But, but also, he's a good liar. Even in the late 80s, early 90s, they wouldn't have locked you into a restaurant overnight to clean nope. it. <laughs> no. No. Um, that, see, that, I was like, no, that is unacceptable. I did find it interesting, though. I have not looked up the details, but the little bumper there at the end when they were like, I wonder what happened to Chi-Chi's. No, that, that's real. That's what yeah. happened. 
That was not fictionalized because I looked it up because I was like, what did happen to Chi-Chi's? And yeah, that. Yeah, that is that is what happened. When I was you younger, eat we used Chi-Chi's? to get We I've never been to a Chi-Chi's, but we used to get the salsa, you know, Chi-Chi salsa. Oh, they still sell that in stores, I think. Probably. I think they still sell them in stores like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, but the U.S. the U.S. market closed. Um, yeah, the hepatitis A breakout. Uh, it shocks me that an entire restaurant chain would be closed down because of that. Well, I mean, granted, I mean, that's a pretty major health contamination, but so a breakout of U.S. Uh, the Chi was the largest U.S. the largest hepatitis A breakout in U.S. history with at least four deaths and 660 other victims of illness in the Pittsburgh area, including a high school students who caught the disease from the original victims. Holy hepatitis crap. was tracked back to green onions at a Chi-Chi's at a Beaver Valley mall near Monica, Pennsylvania, about 30 miles northwest of Pittsburgh. So one single restaurant had some bad green onions, killed four yep. people, uh, hospitalized 600. Yeah. Wow. And they well, shut the down lawsuit. the entire chain. The lawsuit is what killed them. Well, A, after the breakout, people stopped going. Mm-hmm. Understandable. You know, the, the, the people just stopped going. And then, uh, I mean, they had like 210 locations in March of 95. And then less than 10 years Three. later, they had 65. <laughs> Oof. Yeesh. Yep. Um, wow. Outback Steakhouse bought the Chi-Chi's properties, but did not purchase the name, operations, or recipes. Just bought the buildings. And so Chi-Chi's closed their restaurants. Mm. Yep. But. Huh. Well, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what did you think of the episode overall? I mean, I thought it was good. You know, he worked with his dad all night, cleaning the restaurant. His dad was actually honest with him, you know. And and he was honest with his dad, you know. Yep, yep. Owned up but to that, the whole stealing stuff. That had to be nice, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I enjoyed uh, five days. That was interesting. Yeah, like watching After him. Cutting, go ahead. Well, after cutting a scathing promo on the people on Raw Monday night, his next match was five days later at a house show in Chicago. And when I walk out, are they going to boo me? Are they going to cheer me? What are they going to do? And honestly, I felt like that was really stupid because before he left and cut that promo, they were already chanting Rocky sucks and die, Rocky die. That's why he turned heel. Do you think they're going to suddenly start cheering him because he cut a promo telling the fans they suck? Yeah, not only that, but he he cut the promo telling them that they sucked and said, I hear you saying Rocky sucks, Rocky sucks, and you all suck. All you're going to do is incite them to keep chanting. Right. Like, right. they're not going to be bored with that. They're going to say you suck. The um, The bit about him and his wife being at the restaurant and the waitress ignoring them and stuff like that. Like, I've heard about that happening to many other people. I've read it in other wrestlers' books. So I don't know if it's happened to him, but that is a thing that has happened where like 
people get downright indignant with bad guy wrestlers out in public because they think <laughs> that they're bad guys. Yeah. And then he kind of embraced it a little bit too hard, like with that couple there. Yep. Yep, he did. So. It's it's fun watching that kid, though, um, emote and act as Rocky Maivia. You know, when he just cut that promo at their table and he's sitting there, you know, the pie eating blow and his wife's like, you don't even like pies. Like, but my persona does. Yep, he certainly did. So, but he liked what he called poontang pie. Ah, yeah. Bit of a difference there. A little little bit, a little bit. Yeah, Young Rock was good. Um, Connors was on this week. That was good. We just watched, um, we caught up on CSI Vegas. The uh, the catalyst of this season was um, Marge Hillenbrand. That's how you say her name. Um, you know, she was in the original run, Catherine yep. Willows. Uh, Helgenberger, there you go. She returned this season, but it was always thought it was just going to be for a short time. Okay. Um, you know, just to, uh, they, they created a catalyst why she came back. You know, um, uh, this this young woman named Grace, because McCathrin was a CEO of a casino, and uh, that she got left to her by her father, her biological father. And there was a young woman working there named Grace who um, went missing, and and Catherine was kind of of grooming her or helping her, you know, kind of following the same path Catherine did, you know, guiding her towards the crime lab. And so the whole point of her coming back this season was to find Grace's killer okay. and her body and everything like that. And that's what happened in episode eight. They wrap it up in episode eight. So, you know, it didn't happen straight away. They did spread it out over the eight episodes. Uh, and, and and a lot of the episodes, it was just the ongoing backstory, not the actual like main part of the episode. And, and it, they kind of imply that she's going to be done now because she solves her case. She's going to leave the crime lab again. But ultimately, she stays on. I don't know how many more episodes of this season. I, I can't remember if we got a full pickup or a partial pickup. Last season was 10 episodes. Uh, this season, I already see that there's 11 being advertised. So I don't, I don't remember. Let's see. Okay. It was renewed for 13 episodes. Oh, sorry. It's going to be longer than 13 episodes, but they don't know how many. And Anthony Zucker, the showrunner was like, yeah, I think it's going to be 17. So we'll see. Again, if you like the original one, you'll like this. The uh, Ghost was back. Did you watch this episode of Ghost? Yes. Yes. The speakeasy? Yeah. The that was liquor fun. license slash fraternity. You know, the B yeah. story was the fraternities. I thought that was pretty fun. What you think? Yes. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, it's a great show anyway. This definitely had the trappings of a typical... Um, uh, typical sitcom, you know, especially where they were trying to hide everybody from the liquor inspector who was there. Yes. Um, it took me a moment. I was like, wait, I've seen the liquor inspector. Oh, it's Sandra from Superstore. She got yes. another job. Great. Um, but yeah, the uh, the way that they were shuffling people around and, you know, oh, stay over here. Keep your voice down. We don't want you um, 
or when they were timing, they were Shawshanking to get the whiskey yeah. out of the wall, timing the uh, pounding of the meat with her pounding through the wall. Yep. It was, again, it was borderline 80s sitcom, but I still dug it. I still loved everything about it. Um, we got to see a nice flashback for the B story of Isaac back in the days of the founding fathers. And Oh, yeah, um, yep. I, I love the fact that he was bragging about his new carriage that was two horsepower. Um, and Ben Franklin invited him to the uh, Freemason Lodge. Oh, and God. when he got there, it turned out that he needed him to uh, deliver a piece of furniture that only he could do because, you know, he had that big, nice carriage. It, essentially, this was the um, the Revolutionary War Days version of having a pickup truck. He's like, oh, you got a yes. truck. You can help me move some furniture. Yes, He's like, and Ben and Ben Franklin also being very bad at saying what he's trying to say. You know what I mean? He's, well, maybe after you deliver the furniture, you can come back. Oh, I did it again because we'll have drunk people that'll need a ride home. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but him and Trevor both start fraternities. Each of them have a different idea of what a fraternity is. Uh, but of course, Trevor's is more fun. Uh, Isaac just wants to sit around and pontificate boring yep. topics. Uh, so everybody ends up going with Trevor, but Trevor's like, no, that's not how you handle a fraternity. You know, you're supposed to be brothers and you're supposed to, well, friends. And uh, yeah. so they decide to join forces and, you know, have one big fraternity. I speaking of stupid things though, which I did not say stupid things, but anyway. Uh, so R Alberta mentions that her, husband who was a bootlegger um yeah. hid some whiskey bottles in the wall and that they're still there along with the possum skeleton and so this guy he's here for sipper magazine uh to to do an interview on them and they're like oh we want to keep his attention we'll offer him this you know 150 year old whiskey from back in the prohibition days and he's like hell yeah i want to try some of that so or I don't know, hundred year old, whatever. Right. So right, hundred year old. So they go and there's a whole crate of it in there. They should have brought out one bottle, one no, single yeah, bottle, right, and right. let everybody sip a little bit because it's a whiskey tasting. They've already right. been drinking a little bit. This is not a party, and yet they gave a bottle to everybody. And he's like, yeah. I don't know why you're giving away five thousand dollar bottles, but hey, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we're not good business people. Yeah, no, you're not. You're not. You panicked. Mm -hmm. You, re you, yeah. you reacted instead of thinking. Yep. So, but it was a good episode. Um, yeah, it was. it was. Again, it was nice to see Sandra. Um, yeah. So, the rookie. Um, <laughs> Please, I want to hear this. Well, no, Here, here's the thing. I'm just now realizing it. Um, I watched... Uh, Hold on. Holding on. Okay. I watched The Caller. Okay. And I didn't realize until I was checking my notes tonight and then looking at Wikipedia that there was two episodes on last on this past Sunday. Oh. Did you know that? I watched episodes? I watched neither of them. Okay. So I watched The Caller, I which is show up on Hulu and I'm like, uh, and then I just forgot until you mentioned it and I'm like, great. Well, anyways, there's apparently two episodes on this past week, but there was not one on last night because we're recording on Monday the 12th. Okay. Uh, but anyhow, yeah. 
So anyways, the caller is about a woman who they pull her over and she has on an electric collar wired with C4 and she's told that if she stops driving, it'll explode. So this is similar. They pulled to, her over. Yeah. And it didn't uh-huh. explode. Well, she said, I'm sorry. Oh, no, she didn't actually stop the vehicle. She slowed it down and she just let it crawl along while oh, okay. ran alongside it. And then she took off, and then they followed her, and this and that. And the long and the short of it is, it's similar to that story, that the true story of, like, the people that put a bomb around the pizza delivery guy's neck and made him go mm. rob a bank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that then got turned into an outrageous movie with uh, Jesse Eisenberg. and Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, but basically a guy was getting revenge for the death of his sister by – blaming the people that he feels caused their death by attaching bombs around their necks and then, you know, them dying because their head explodes off their body. You remember a while back, maybe several years ago, when uh, my my complaint about Supernatural was they fought God. Like, who do you fight next? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. what? What are you gonna do? Nope. Nope. I, I feel like the rookie is spiraling out of control. Like there are plenty of police or crime procedurals out there that yep. deal with things on a week to week basis, and they come up with some pretty impressive stories. But they're all fairly grounded in reality. Even Criminal Minds, when they were going hard, were serial killers who were fucked up, but they weren't like this level of Batman villain, like the rookie is, is teetering into full on comic book here. Like if you told me that this, that this show was based on a graphic novel, I would probably believe you based on what we've been seeing with these death traps that the Riddler would be like, wow, that's, a little <laughs> too much. you know, um, some of this stuff, you know, Bailey's little pit of death with the, you know, chemical that, ignites into fire when it touches water and it's electrocuted and there's vacuum suction and a generator built underground. Like these are comic book villain level bullshit. Uh, a woman driving down the road with a collar around her neck that will explode. If she goes under 50 miles an hour, I'm sorry. If she stops, there you go. <laughs> See, that's not what it was. No, but yeah, this is, stops. this is bogus. So the rookie like I had said earlier when I watched that two-parter with Bailey being captured that I didn't know if I was going to keep watching it. It's starting to get to that point where legitimately I don't think it can be considered a serious crime procedural anymore. No, they've definitely taken a turn for the uh, absurdity. That's for sure. I, I'll akin it to how on Friends Joey got stupider every season. And everyone and, and, and Chandler became even more exaggerated in personality. Uh, I'm going to take your word for it. How Will Friedell on Boy Meets World as Eric went from the uh, kind of doofus, half mean, half good older brother to going Fafafafafafini by the end of the season series. You know what I mean? Like, I'll akin it to that. The uh, you didn't watch Boy Meets World. Nope. Oh, shit. I'll just I, I'm going to sum it to the evolution of the character being extreme. JD on Scrubs from mm-hmm. the first season to the real last season. Yeah. You know what I mean? The absurdity of the character, the absurdity of the relationship between JD and Turk. Yeah. How, you know, it 
it just started out as two friends and then by the end they're you know they're singing guy love to each other which is cool i have i love it so i'm not complaining about it but it's it's the extreme that was our song for a while you oh, better I know it. it was i know but that's the extreme of it that you know uh how i met your mother barney oh barney was pretty much always that way so that's a bad example but <laughs> um no i i get where you're going yeah but the whole show is doing it with yes. these absurd storylines. And, you know, honestly, maybe as an actor on the show, it's got to be fun to them. You know, like, Probably. hey, this is fun. This is a good time. I get to do some wild and crazy, wacky shit. Uh, Bradford going from what we used to call Dadford because he was like, you know, like everyone's dad and this and that. And now mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I'm going to fuck Jen. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, even though she has a boyfriend. Well, she's going to break up with him. She's going to do the right thing and end the relationship with her boyfriend before her and Bradford actually continue their relationship. That's a good girl. Well, actually, that is. But (laughs) the thing is, the thing is, even his characters, his moral grounds kind of being changed towards like, oh, but people want to see them together, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah. Anyhow, Uh, what do we got? Willow? Is that the last TV show? Uh, Tulsa oh, King. Sorry, Tulsa King. We did watch yesterday's episode. Yeah. Did you watch it? Sure did. So he goes back to New York for his brother's funeral. Uh-huh. Even though we he seemed to be really reluctant to even talk to his brother on the phone. But now he's like, yeah, I'll go back to the funeral. Well, he did, he did talk to his brother at the end of the episode. You know, and told him what he thought of him and everything. Yeah, but he pushed against it for quite a while. Well. Before he did it. He's manly, you know, man's man. <laughs> that, macho that is guy. not that is not the sign of a manly man. No, no, no. In his mind, it is from where he's from, his yeah. old school state of mind. Uh, so he goes back to New York, which well, Brooklyn, which, you know, OK, why is he there? Because that's where the, you know, the head of his family's there. And you didn't tell us you were coming. Oh, it's my brother's wedding at my brother's funeral. I'm sure you would have heard about it, you know. So he tries, like, he, he pays for everything. He wants to take everybody out for a meal. He's kind of showing off, but he's not really showing off. I, I think it's, to me, he's not acting like he's showing off. He's just being like, hey, I've been gone a long time. I want to do something nice. Mm-hmm. Hey, I know you don't have the money for my brother's funeral. I have the money. I'll just pay for it. You yeah, know, I can see that. So I see that. But um, his daughter, different different point of view, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I don't know if it's just because she's written this way or what, but his daughter is definitely the um the typical my dad wasn't there for me, he's a bad guy. Yeah. I refuse to give him any credit. I refuse to cut him any slack. I, you know, fuck this guy kind of thing. You know, even though he was in prison. Yeah. And wants to do the right thing. Um, oh, some of his stuff though, like when they're sitting at the dinner there and he's like, you know, they had phones where I was too. And the guy's like, excuse me. And he's like, you could have reached out and tried to get my blessing before Mary and my daughter. And they're like, are you serious? Yeah, you wanted tough. him to go to prison and secure your blessing, yep. you know, go through pat downs and to get to know you. Have any no, search. yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Dad. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. Uh, 
So he goes there, he, you know, he's, his brother's funeral, you know, there's tension still between him and the guy whose jaw he broke. Um, he finds out this guy calls himself the big package, raped his daughter while he was in prison. Yeah. She, she didn't do a very good job of covering that up either. That was very awkward. Nope. Uh, she wanted him to know because she knew what he would do. But then That's said, my please opinion. don't do anything. Please don't do anything. No, she that she didn't mean that for a second. She wanted yeah. him to do something because she, she knew he would. So to me that he she played him big time on that, which I'm fine with. Yeah, like was, he, goes and, he deserved it. He goes to see the boss. And did you know? And he's like, no, you didn't. Did I know what? Did I know what? And then he just walks in and straight murders the guy and i love how everybody as he's doing it like yeah. first he's got like he he beats him a little bit and then he puts his face down on the hot plate melts his yeah. skin and then he throws a belt around his neck nobody tries to physically restrain him or pull a gun yeah like they, they're literally like come on man you're gonna kill him hey come and then on he does he stomps him yeah he, he yeah crushes his head and then walks out and goes you clean it up yeah uh, in the meantime, back in Oklahoma, his driver Ooh. gets yeah, the, uh, the 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 head of the gang there doesn't like that they horned in on their their what's it called whippets? Oh, the nitrous. Nitrous, yeah, whippets. Uh, so he gets his police buddies to try to like rough everybody up, and I liked it when they arrested his uh, drug his drug dealer partner. Marijuana dispensary owner. Yeah. I like when he when the biker Martin the gang Star. guy yeah, questions him and he's like, Oh yeah, I'm familiar with him. He's the bane of my existence. Yeah. He's you extorting I mean? me. Yeah. And what's your role in it? The ex I'm the one being extorted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what have yeah. you got that he wants? What does anybody have that anybody wants? Yeah. So I do like how he's like, All right, you're out of here. Uh, the two cops bring him to the bar, and he's like, and the, the cops try to muscle around the. Uh, the, the cops bartender. are not even trying at this point to to even be subtle about the fact no, that they're working for no, this biker gang. Not in the slightest. And I liked it when he goes, "Well, you're on Cherokee land." And as soon as he said that, I loved the reactions of the cops. Like, <laughs> fuck. like they yeah. didn't realize. And Mike Starr it. just like holds his hands out. He's yeah, like, he's just like, oh, he pops his head yeah. up, like, oh. <laughs> So I thought that was good. I like yep. I like him, the bartender yep. owner. Um, so you know, there's gonna be a, I don't know how many, I can't I think I think we're getting close to the end of the season, but you know there's gonna be a showdown between Dwight and this other gang. You know there is. Yeah, and I'm wondering if it's going to be a full on like gang war or if Dwight is going to meet up with this you know Weasley little guy who runs the thing, and yeah. uh, have like some men to men, you know. Uh, or is he going to do the uh, shitty thing where he basically gets Andrea Savage's character to take out the? Well, the I did bikers. watch the next time on Tulsa King, and it's kind of and it's it's. Uh, briefly, oh, we're not even close, by the way. So that was episode five. There are ten episodes this season. Oh, close. So we're, we're at the through. halfway mark. Uh, so the next time on, one of the parts is is her character going like, "You need to stop now." Yeah. Like, but she's not at the office. She's like at home. And then mm -hmm. Stallone and that guy are talking to each other. And the guy's like, you know, you've overplayed your hand or whatever like that. And Stallone's like, 
when I overplay my hand, you'll know it, or some shit. Like, oh, there's God. some cheesy back and forth. God. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, I still enjoy the show. I actually remember how I told you that my buddy messaged me and he was like, "Oh, you good voice for radio?" I was like, "Were you listening to my spot on Stallone impressions?" Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm still watching it. You know, and there are parts of it, like I said, it definitely reminds me of um, of Payback with Mel Gibson. And I really liked Payback for a lot of reasons. But I also like Payback because it was a movie and it was self-contained and he basically gets left for dead in the beginning of it. This guy, I mean, technically he did, you know, like they did that on the previously on where they were like, nobody expected you to live this long. Like they expected you to die in prison. Yeah. So the fact that you're out here is pissing a lot of people off. I don't know. It, uh, it, I, yeah, it's, it's not a bad show. It's just, I, I take a lot of like, holy fuck. Yeah. A lot of, um, there's a lot of groaning when I'm watching it or, or eye rolling like Jesus Christ, you know, some of his dialogue is just way over the top and you could tell he wrote this for himself. Um, Oh yeah. You know, which good for him, you know, he he likes to do that, but I don't know. <sighs> so uh, Willow, Willow, chapter three, the battle of the slaughtered lamb. Loved it. How about you? Loved it. Um, now I made a comment towards the end of it to Julia, and I said a lot of this episode has felt rushed. Like they kind of cut out parts. Yeah. Um, and she said it was a good point. She said there are probably a lot of people out there who would say good. They didn't put in all the filler or drag out the middle parts. And it's yep. true. Like we yeah. didn't need to see every step of the wagon on the way. I'm glad the wagon's gone. I, <laughs> I'm glad the wagon is gone. Yeah. Um, that was the most annoying character on the show. But like, you know, there's one point where uh, Kit sees a were rat which where rats are very different in that world than what I knew, but uh, you know, yeah. they're basically just hairless two headed red eyed creatures. Um, Big gross. Yeah. So she sees it and she's like, uh, I'm going to need you to come up now. And then we go back outside and then we come back and he's up and they're running out of the tunnel together. I'm like, we missed the whole part of him coming up and her fighting off more rats. Okay. And, and yeah, they're not wasting any time. They're like, we've got a story to tell. This is not it, but we want to get there. Uh, I love the fact that Elora is very like all of these characters have their own thing. Kid is annoying, um, but I think she's supposed to be, you know, if you look back at Mad Martin, yes. she's got the same kind of cocky attitude that he did. Like if even his first meeting when he was sitting in the crow cage at the crossroads like yes he was arrogant when he was in a cage being captured threatening you know willow and his compadres and everything mm-hmm. else and just kind of being an asshole yeah and he uh he so yeah she's got that in her and she's also led a very sheltered life she also just found out that uh you know her best friend has been letting her win all this time so she's really not as good of a swordsman as she thought she was. Um, so she's definitely got the petulant teenager thing going on right now. Um, I am I am head over heels for Borman. I, I think he is probably the best character on the show right now. 
I fucking love him. I love his quippiness. I love the fact that he's trying to give us a story. I wanted to hear the full story of the Chimera and Curris. And she cut him off because she's like, get to the part about my dad. I'm like, no, fuck you. I want to hear the whole story. Like, this sounds cool. Um, I, I like the fact that Willow is a sorcerer and he's trying to reserve what magic he has. Um, it seems like when they cut off magic from the world and they, they outlawed it, it seems like the magic is going away. And that's why he, it could also be that he's old, you know, maybe Nolans don't have the lifespan that Daikinis do. Which, for those Maybe. who haven't watched the show, Nelwins are halflings and uh, Daikinis are humans. So and that could be it. Yeah, uh, he knows that. Uh, like in his visions of the future, he's got the long beard and and the white hair. Like he, that doesn't seem like it's that far off because Elora still looks very young in the visions. So yeah. I don't know, um, but I'm loving uh, Jade. Kit's guardian there, the the redheaded knight. I'm yep. loving her. She's she's remaining true to her character, like Borman is remaining true to his character. Um, Kit seems to fluctuate. One minute she's cocky and arrogant, the next minute she's pouting. Um, Elora is confident, then not confident. Uh, she did a good job though of like, no, I'm not going up the mountain with you. No, no, I've just yeah. decided I'm not going to go. Yeah, um, yeah, I I enjoyed that. Yep. Uh, when she touched them, you know, when her flesh touched their flesh and it burned them, I would have been all over that. <laughs> like, okay, show me some exposed flesh. Um, logically speaking, I every time the knights went to fight with the main characters, they pulled their masks down so that the stuntmen could come in. Because I would imagine that all of that makeup and prosthetic work that they put on their faces to make them look like that, they didn't want them sweating and accidentally getting hit in sword fights and knocking it off. So yeah, it, it was a good trick of that, but it's all I could see when the fights would start, you know, they all put their masks down and I'm like, there's no need of this unless you're trying to cover up that. It's not really you. Yeah, pretty much. What about you? What are your thoughts? Um, I enjoyed the episode. Um, I enjoyed that we got to see, like you said, Willow actually be a sorcerer, uses his magic. I mean, granted, he was angry as shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it, was, it still, was a tragic reason. But. Yeah, but still, you see how powerful he's actually become. Um, I I didn't like how Graydon got infected. Mm. We'll see. You're right. I'd forgotten about that. But to his credit, like everybody knows, like he's not trying to hide it or anything. I would hate that if they were like, you know, oh, right. he's got to cover it up. No, he's right. He's that, like, look. Yeah. Uh, fix this. You know, basically like we need to fix this. Yeah. This is bad. Like that. I, I enjoyed that. Yes. And he had that whole thing in the beginning, too, where. You know, he said uh, dark magic infects you like a virus and it spreads through your system. And, you know, Willow cut him off. He's like, are you Grand High Nelwyn? No, you're not. Or High Alderman. I'm like, dude, this kid's smart and he's picking things up really quick. You know, work with him here. Yep. But Willow, even back in the original movie, always wanted that that respect and that 
the treatment that he got and everything. And mm-hmm. he's still very protective of that. Yep. It's true. I think he could share the spotlight a little bit though, you know? Well, yeah. And I think he will, you know, you think so? I mean, so far I mean, he's been very pissy towards Alora, and he's shutting down the kid here. I think it's because he felt for years that she already should have been training. She hasn't mm-hmm. been training. She didn't do what he wanted to be done. And now that it's his, now that, you know, it's, it's, it's his say, he wants it done his way. And that's it. Fair enough. That's kind of how I feel about that. Yeah, it, it is a valid point. I mean, I could be wrong. No, no, I think you make a good point. Um, he, he's, he knows that the fate of the world is there. He's the one that's having these visions. It's not like somebody else is telling him and he's like, well, I guess we better like, he's seeing these things come true and it's scaring the crap out of him. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. He's seeing what's happening. He knows what's happening and yeah, it's, he's not, it's not fun. No. It is not the fun. Still a great show. I'm still enjoying the hell out of it. I I really am too. Like I'm genuinely surprised just how much I like the show. Like I am mm. genuinely surprised. Well, especially for you, like you said, you didn't really connect with the movie as a kid. And now you're getting a chance to see it as an adult. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm enjoying it. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. I think so. Yeah. Um, was that it for shows? I think so. Is a young rock ghost? No doctor. Who. I still haven't finished the peripheral, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, I got a couple of shows on my to do list that I need to start like 1899. Um, yes, I started watching an episode. It's from the makers of dark. I'm excited mm-hmm. to watch it, but it's just, I, I kind of fell to the wayside with it. Same. Um, I really want to start the devil's hour. The one with Peter Capaldi on Amazon Prime where he's like a serial killer that tra- travels through time or something. That's another one I actually started watching and again fell to the wayside. Uh, and there's one called Inside Man, which has uh, David Tennant as a priest and Stanley Tucci as a prisoner. And that's on Netflix. I really want to get into that one because <laughs> David Tennant and Stanley Tucci. I, I have not started that one. So, yeah, I'm. That's that's one I, I, I got did not a start. number of them. Nice. Oh, movies? Are we already on to movies? Uh, I think we are. Seems wild, but I guess here we're at. <laughs> I only have the one, so I'm gonna. Defer. And it's one you've already seen. Okay. Well, what is it then? It's uh, falling for Christmas. The, the new Lindsay Lohan oh, Christmas movie. Yes. What did you think of it? Holy shit. Was this a trip? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> we sat there last night watching this and this was simultaneously enjoyable and laughable. Like some yeah. of the stuff at one point I was losing my mind and I kept looking at Julia and going four days, four days. All of this happened in four days. 
Because when yeah, his dad like, comes back and he's like, I left her four days ago. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. We got all these montages. We got all this stuff. She's turned over a whole leaf and blah, blah, blah. Four days. Yeah, no. it's no. not. It's not good. No, it, it was it was awful, but it was a Hallmark Christmas movie, essentially. And yeah. that's what made it good. Um, Lindsay Lohan has had too much work on her face, like her lips and her cheeks and everything. It, it yeah. looked very unnatural and it was very distracting from her performance. Yeah. Um, the uh, Julian pointed out to me because I had forgotten when they're in the car, there's a song that's playing Jingle Bell Rock, I believe. Um, and she's like, oh, I love this song. And she starts singing it. And that was the song that her character sang in Mean Girls. Oh, really? So it's a little nod there because then the guy's like, you're off, you're, you're pitchy or something like that. Um, it also wasn't until the very end of the movie, well, almost the very end of the movie, when Julie was like, where do I know this guy from? The guy who played the love interest, not the fiance, but the actual love interest, you know, the down on his luck dad of Freddy, the kid Freddy, who looked no, no, literally movie. nothing like her. Literally, yeah. like the kid looked nothing like her dad at all. One hundred percent, no, no similarities. Um, he was Sam on Glee. Yes, the, yeah. the beautiful blonde. You know, yeah. I was like, when is he gonna sing? Like, because he can sing. Yes, he can, can he? Yeah. No, it was, it was a Christmas movie. It was a. It was every Christmas movie you've seen. It was so enjoyable and also very enjoyable to mock. Like, you know, some of the things that we'd be like, how would she not know that? How is right. this? A, a, how is this a mystery to people? Um, I, I like the fact that her real name was Sierra and they she couldn't remember Sarah. who she was. So they called her Sarah. <laughs> four days, um, four days. Come on. I know. I, I was talking to Kate. Like we finished watching it. I'm like, you know, it's very similar to Overboard. Yes. Except she had he had she had amnesia for like three months or two months or whatever it was. Uh huh. And when yeah. Sierra leaves with her douchey boyfriend and her dad and everything, and the others are just left staying, I turn to Kate. And I go, Well, this certainly doesn't have the effect of the little boy screaming "Moms don't leave" at her as she's driving <laughs> away, and she's looking back at them, and everyone's teary eyed. Except that like, the little girl ran no. over and grabbed her and yes. said, I don't want you to leave. Yeah. But it still doesn't have the effect of moms don't leave. You yeah. know, and yeah. And then them turning to their dad, and going, go get our mom back. You know what yeah. I mean? Like now also one big difference there, which I'm sure, you know, anyway, but um, is the fact that in overboard, he knew who she was. Yes, like, yes, yes. And yes. he was taking full advantage of the fact that she had been such a jerk and oh, refused to pay him. And so he was like, yes, ah, so she had a reason a- to hate him. Yes, absolutely. And this this that was a, a definitely a big a big difference between the two the, the two cases, but still similar style stories, I guess. And I will say in this one, one thing that I pointed out, they never once mentioned a city that this took place in. They never even mentioned a state that this took place in. Like I guessed Colorado, but it could have been New Hampshire. It could have been Vermont. It could have been Alaska. Like, yeah, no, that's true. They really never did say. No, could have been Maine. Technically. I mean, the ski resort out in the middle of nowhere Yeah. with another ski resort up the road. Uh, I thought that, uh, 
Jake or whatever. I thought his proposal was a good one. Invest in my ski lodge because people want to come to the small ski lodge to learn to ski. Then when they feel comfortable, they'll come up to your place where it's all high tech and fancy. And, uh, yeah, it was a good proposal. I, I applauded his moxie. It actually seemed a believable storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So tell me here. Uh, do, 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 did you know? Oh, here we go. It was filmed in Utah. Okay. Well, it definitely wasn't filmed in Georgia like everything yeah. else. Yeah, it was filmed in Park City, Utah. So. All right, my movies. Well, let's start out with I watched Silent Night, Deadly Night, Parts 2 and 3. Wow. <sighs> Regrets. So really? those not familiar with the original Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yes, hold on. What is it, buddy? Which what? Oh, the green one. The flammable ant? Yep, flammable ant. Are you sure? No, no, get the wise ant. Yeah. No, wise. Uh, yeah. So the original Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, it's on Christmas Eve. There's a parents traveling with their two children. Uh, one's a baby baby and the other one's maybe six, seven years old. And their Santa Claus is waves them down and then murders mom and dad. You know, the boys run off to hide in the woods Dad's beaten to death, and then mom is is savagely raped on the street and then murdered. Wow. Hold on just one second. I have to point that out since you mentioned it. There was one other thing about that movie. Yeah. That Santa was creepy as hell. Like, I know they tried to get somebody who looked jolly and seemed sweet, but he just gave up, like, creepy And and falling for Christmas. Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. He was almost everywhere. and. And he had like this really, yeah, mm, yeah, this creepy yeah. look like, hey, yeah. I'd like to yeah. get into those pants. Oh, anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah, that was, no, no, that was, that was creepy. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so they, the kid gets brought up in an orphanage uh, and then he ages out and his little brother's still there. And then he gets a job at a toy store and he's, you know, the, the orphanage is run by nuns and they punish people all the time. So in the first movie, he snaps because everyone's being naughty and they must be punished. And he murders uh-huh. a bunch of people and then goes to find his brother and he gets murdered and he gets shot by the police in front of his brother and killed in a Santa Claus outfit. So then you get to part two. Part two is an hour and a half long. The younger brother is now an adult and he's in some asylum type place. A good 40 minutes of the movie is footage from the first movie. Hmm. As he's explaining what his brother did (laughs) to the psychologist. And we get to see it, the clips from the first movie. Like that's like, like sincerely, like that was terrible. Um, But we did get the great line when he snaps and he's going on his kill rampage, nowhere near Christmas. Where he's just kind of murdering people as he walks down the street, where this guy walks outside with his trash can, taking it to the roadside, and he mm-hmm. goes, "It's garbage day!" <laughs> and that voice, and then he shoots the guy. Like so, that was pretty <laughs> spectacular. <coughs> was it? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, the movie was not good, um, but it was kind of those like it's so bad, it's good. You should watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't need to watch the first one because they fucking replay half the movie for you. 
Fair enough. And then part three is just terrible and not worth talking about. Okay. That seems to be the case for a lot of part threes, honestly. Yeah. Well, there's five of these. I'm not watching four and five. I can't say that I blame you. Just not doing it. Uh, Next up, I watched uh, Mercy Christmas. This is on Paramount. It's about a guy who gets invited to a, uh, he meets a girl. She invites him to her, her family's Christmas festivities. Uh, he's always wanted to be like, go to a traditional family thing. He never had that growing up. He doesn't have that. And as an adult, he's excited to go and he's there to have Christmas dinner. Oh wait, he is the Christmas dinner because they're oh, no. cannibals. Oh no. Um, that's a worth a watch. Yeah. Yeah, that's worth a watch. That's pretty interesting, actually. You didn't really give it a hard sell there. I'm not going to give it a hard sell. It's 80 minutes long or so. It's on Paramount. Throw it on. It's it's worth a watch. Okay. Yeah. Um, We watched Krampus. That was an interesting one. Uh, yeah, I had never seen it before. Um. Johnny came over. We had a double feature film night. Kate watched the first movie with us. Krampus has an amazing cast, quite frankly. Yes, it does. Um, you know, it's got. Uh, um, was it uh, Adam Scott, Tony Collette, David Kocher, oh, Kochner, uh, Allison Tolman. Like it's it's got a great cast, quite frankly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's the story of Krampus coming to, you know make your christmas not great yep which um it was more to me at least it was more of a monster movie yes you know krampus is based in actual folklore like he's an intelligent he can talk like but anywho i enjoyed it uh and then we watched the new shutter original movie christmas bloody christmas Okay, how was that? This was supposed to be like Terminator meets Saturday Night Deadly Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, U.S. Army has made these um, robotic android soldiers type thing, and uh, they've now repurposed them and reprogrammed them to be Santa Clauses. And one of them, his old programming kicks on, and he just starts killing people. So it's a slasher flick with a Terminator twist, kind of, but we know about it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. The final girl is, uh, has no redeeming qualities, is a horrible (laughs) human being. You do not root for her at all. In fact, you root for her to be killed and you hope that this is one of those movie ends where like everyone dies. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, got done. Glad I watched it. Don't need to ever watch it again. Um, but, uh, I would, I would talk in more detail about certain scenes if my seven year old child wasn't in earshot. Oh, gotcha. About how, uh, how unredeemable she is, how, how she's a one way street type person when it comes to bedroom activities. Okay. Um, just everything she does is, is to benefit herself and only herself. And she's very selfish and just no good qualities like who writes a character like that that that's your final girl 
<laughs> that's your heroine. That's the person that's going to outlast the bad guy. No, that's mm. the person you want to see be torn into multiple pieces. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one that you want to see go first. Exactly. Yeah. So I digress. Interesting. So Kate and I went to uh, went and ran some errands on Saturday, and she uh, she wanted a coffee at the Starbucks. We went through the drive-through. I don't understand the Starbucks, but whatever. She wanted a tall Christmas blend coffee with cream. That's what we got. They passed me the cup, and I went, "Is is this the right size?" And she goes, yeah, no, that's a tall. I'm like, but it, it looks like a small. She's like, yeah, tall is a small. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I pass it to her. And then it reminded me of the scene from Role Models. <laughs> yep. Where Venti Paul, is 20. <laughs> where Paul Rudd is like, I'll take a large coffee. You mean a venti? No, I mean a large. Your sizes <laughs> are tall, grande, and large, which tall actually means large. Grande is Spanish for large. And venti actually means 20, which is the only one that's in Italian. So congratulations. You're stupid in three languages. <laughs> like, so she's like, oh, I've never seen that movie. I'm like, you've never seen that? She's like, no. And I'm, and she's like, and Paul Rudd is kind of good in everything. I'm like, yes, of course he is, except Wet Hot American Summer. Um, is I don't care for that movie at all. Uh, so we went home and Paul Rudd. I, it's on Peacock, so we watched Role Models. Nice. And uh, we're watching was it, it. Was it the full unedited version? I don't you said it was so. on Peacock. I just want to make sure that it wasn't like censored or anything like that. Oh no, no, no. They don't they don't know. They don't censor the movies. Good. Yeah. So we watched it. I mean, that movie would be so hard to censor because the little boy would lose so much of his his, his mojo. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, he would be like uh his language is Yay, English. Mr. Falcon. Yeah. So, uh we're about 20 minutes in or whatever like that. And Kate's like, ah, I'm not really paying attention to it. You can kind of change it if you want. I'm like, no, nah, I'm leaving it on now. And of course she was by the end was fully watching it and laughing. Yeah. And we enjoy, I enjoyed it. I hadn't seen it in a long time. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Excellent. Um, I want to go back for a second. Sure. So you talked about the confusion over the size of the cup, but that, that confusion came after you made the statement. I don't get the Starbucks. Now, what is it that you don't get about the Starbucks? Um, no, I just, I don't drink coffee, I guess is what I'm going to go with. And I understand Duncan. I don't drink coffee. Right. But you understand what Duncan is. They use small, medium and large. Okay. Okay. So it's the sizes more than anything. This is what I'm trying to drill down. It's the dumb sizes things. Yes. And I don't understand what all the different drinks mean. Frappuccino. I I think, I I think I've espresso is like really high tests. Stuff yep. I'm assuming. Frappuccino is um, essentially a milkshake, right? So like all that stuff, I don't, I don't, I don't care to know it because I don't drink it. Cappuccino, espresso, frappuccino, bloody bloody blah blah. blah, blah. Uh, difference between what iced coffee and what cold brew is, all that stuff. Like I just don't care because I don't drink coffee. My wife likes coffee. I make sure she gets the coffee she likes. That's all I care about. She tells me what she wants. I go get it. I just, I, I just say I want this, and they pass it to me. Um, but this was the first time where I got a coffee for her and I actually questioned like, is this the right size? Because she said tall and it was so damn small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so an iced coffee is a regular coffee that's served with ice. A cold brew is coffee that you basically put a coffee filter in a mug and you are in a decanter and you chill it for at least 24 hours 
And so you're not brewing it through hot water and letting the water sieve through. You're just letting it sit there and steep in cold water. It's less acidic. So it's easier on your stomach. Taking your now, word you, for now, it. You can't, now you can't say that you don't know that anymore. Taking your word for it. Because I thought cold brew was actually coffee that you, you brewed cold, as in you just ran cold water through the, the, the like you would hot water, except it's cold water. And iced coffee was like coffee that you you uh you brewed and then put in the refrigerator for it to cool down. Gotcha. And then served it over ice. Gotcha. But regardless, I don't and I don't care to learn all the different things and what they mean and whatnot and Sure. You know, whatever. I just don't give a shit. But anyhow <laughs> we enjoyed the movie. Excellent. It's a great movie. I haven't watched it in a while and I'm about due for it. And then the last movie we watched was yesterday when we finally checked out uh, Spirited What'd on Apple Apple TV. Mm-hmm. The uh, Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds uh, take on A Christmas Story. So looking forward I to it. I mean, A Christmas it. Carol. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a great version of the story. I thought some of the songs were really good. Uh, one in particular, we were like, isn't this a different song? But like, it's almost like they changed the words of an actual song, but they used the tune of it. But we couldn't figure hmm. out what it was. Nice. Um, but no, we, we enjoyed it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Awesome. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I'm it was so funny. looking forward to that. It was good. It's going to be well worth your time once you check it out. Cool. Yep. <coughs> so that's it there. Um, News and trailers? New, a lot of trailers, huh? Mm, yeah. Kind of went on a tear there. Well, it's like last week we did, we had like one. Yeah. And then like the next day you sent me a ton, it seemed like straight away. Uh-huh. A couple uh, of them had here. popped up while we were recording the podcast. Yep. Uh, Kirstie Alley passed away. Yeah, I saw that. It's too bad. Yeah. I think she was a Scientologist, though, so... I'm a little concerned about that. You're a little concerned Uh, about that? Yeah, well, she was a Scientologist. I'm concerned about anybody who's a Scientologist. Oh, yeah. It's one of the few religions, that's air quotes, religions out there that, you know, severely uh, harms people outside of its organization. I mean, yes, you could say the same about Christianity, Catholicism, Judaism, Islam, you know, yeah. they, they all have those aspects. But Scientology, like, they really, they go to town on people. Uh, I you, sent, you sent me the trailer for You People with Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill. I'll watch I the hell out of this. Yeah, I really it will. painfully awkward in just this one yep. scene. Yep. But, yeah, I'm glad to see Eddie Murphy back doing what he does. I, I was about to say, it looks like Eddie Murphy comedy, Eddie Mur- you know, Eddie Murphy style comedy from the 80s. You're raw. Yep. And uh, what was the other one? Raw and. Uh... Uh, I wanted to say the color purple, but that was Prince. <laughs> purple raid. Um, raw D- no raw and something else. I can't remember now. It was comedy special. So you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I honestly can't remember what it was. I just um, raw was the most famous of them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like that, it just looks good. Like you said, painfully awkward white boy or white kid is marrying or he's dating this, this black girl and she, he meets her black parents and yeah. Yeah. It's just awesome. Jonah Hill is the, 
the guy who's dating. And... Jonah Hill being as awkward as he can be. Yep. Um, still not as funny as on uh, 22 Jump Street oh when my God. he's dating Ice Cube's daughter, and then they find out it's his daughter, and um, Magic Channing Mike Tatum. there can't stop like laughing and saying, "You high five him because he may not like." Like, yeah, like he was... does the whole bounce around outside yes. of the gigantic cube of ice. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, it was perfect. The Alice in Borderlands season two trailer. Oh, that's another one of those shows that I was like, oh, shit, I forgot about that. Glad we're getting another season. Yep. Because I enjoyed I, I enjoyed thoroughly a lot of aspects of the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some other aspects I just didn't give a shit about. Yep. So. Oh, Bullet Trains on Netflix. You, you got to check that out. Yes. I uh, played the trailer the other night and uh, got Julia into it. So we're going to check that one out. I'm super stoked. Yeah. And another movie, like you just messaged me earlier today, uh, Black Adam's going to be on HBO Max at 3 a.m. Friday. Uh-huh. Probably checking that out this weekend. Most likely will be, yep. Um, Miracle Workers, End Times. I've never watched this show. So this is a true... I would say a seasonal anthology show. So each yeah. season has a theme. Like the first one was called miracle workers because most of the characters were angels working in heaven, granting miracles or not granting miracles. Steve Buscemi played God and he was bored. So he decided he was going to destroy the human race unless they could get these two people to fall in love. Um, and so it was a cool concept. And then they had the second one, the second season, which was, most, if not all of the same actors, plus a few new ones. And it was called dark ages and they switched it up. So like Daniel Radcliffe, instead of just being like a worker in heaven, he was now the prince of this kingdom and he was a complete loser and wimp pussy, you know, all this stuff. So they keep changing it up. So Steve Buscemi went from God in the first one to he's now a peasant who his whole job in life is shoveling shit because, you know, it's the dark ages. So people just shit in the street or they dump their shit buckets out. So that's his whole job. Um, Third season was the Oregon trail. And again, they get the same actors, but they're in completely different roles. And now they're all heading out on the Oregon trail. So now we've got this one, which is end times and it's apocalyptic. Okay. Every time I see this, I immediately think of the uh, the Young Doctor's Notebook. Like for some reason, I think it's another season of that show, and I don't know why. The that Young was Doctor's that, Notebook. That was that Russian show, or, or it takes place in Russia, where Daniel Radcliffe is a doctor. Oh. John oh, Hamm oh. is the older version of him, and they're like out in the middle of nowhere. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> it takes place in 1917 during the Russian Revolution, mm-hmm. and then during the Russian Civil War. Gotcha. Yeah. No, this is definitely a comedy, and uh, it's a pretty good one too. I've I've enjoyed what I've seen of all the different seasons. I have not watched. Uh, I watched the first one to completion. I did not watch the other ones to completion because it was hard to find. It was one of those that was like on TBS, and so you couldn't find it on other streaming services for a while. Yeah. So it kind of fell off. But I think HBO Max has most of it. Um, the pale blue eye. I'm trying to remember that one. That's the one with, um, I was going to say Daniel Craig. No, it's uh, Batman, Christian Bale. And they're yes. exploring yes. Um, murders that took place. Ed Allan Poe is one of the people that's helping him. Yep. That looks good. Yep. Treason looks great. Netflix, yes, Charlie Cox. Yep. Oh, I like Secret Charlie Agent Cox. Dude. 
Yeah. Um, Alice Darling. I don't know. Ooh. This looks like a, a very dark um, domestic abuse kind of thing. Yeah, it looks a little too dark. Yep, yep. Uh, a little too realistic. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I go for escapism. I don't go to watch what's happening in my neighbor next door. Yep. So it's, um, yeah. Yeah, it feels very uncomfortable at times. Yeah. Um, so this was this next one was kind of part of a bigger thing that happened. Uh, Wonder Woman three is reportedly no longer happening, at least the Patty Jenkins version. Um, we've had more announcements from James Gunn. He said that you know he said today that right now Superman is a priority. Um, they're still not sure about Henry Cavill or not, but you know basically DC is shaking everything up. They, they're they canceled all that stuff. The Batgirl movie. Um, they're really <clears throat> starting to go a little bit nuts with what's surviving, what's not surviving. Um, Flash got pushed up a week. Uh, yeah. So Wonder Woman. I still 3, can't believe that's coming out. Quite frankly, I I can't either. I I really can't believe it. So more to come on the DC extended universe and what's going to happen there. Um, Oh, I will say this though. I'll tie this in. So this past week, the game awards were on. It's a yearly thing. Jeff Keighley does where they showcase a lot of new games and they, uh, they do trailers and stuff like that. It's, it's basically a big deal and for gamers and they had one extended trailer. It was a new trailer that we hadn't seen yet. We knew that the game was coming out, but it's called um, the suicide squad kill the justice league. And you play as one of the four members of the suicide squad in this game, Harley Quinn, King shark, uh, Deadshot, or captain boomerang. And it looks like the justice league have either been mind controlled or infected by something. So they're, they're out to kill you or they're out to kill people. And so the suicide squad is taking them out. And in this trailer, you see that, you know, flash has been taken out. Cap boomerangs, like having this whole thing. He's like, I've wanted to do this for years. And he accidentally cuts off one of his fingers. Um, it's kind of comedic, but the suicide squad is getting stalked and Batman is in the room. And, uh, like at one point, Harley's calling out to him and she's like, you know, Oh, are you out there, Batman? And, She's like, don't worry. He doesn't kill nobody. And then a security guard drops down with his neck snapped. And she's like, oh, is that you? And then Batman lands in the middle of the floor and holds up a little detonator. And he hits the trigger and there's an explosion. And then the screen just goes black. And you hear, I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. And then right after that, just the words, thank you, Kevin. And they announced right after that that this is Kevin Conroy's official last time as Batman is in this game. So, well, that's that's kind of cool though. It's really cool because he played Batman in all of the Arkham games, Arkham Knight, Arkham City, which were amazing anyway. Uh, but to see that, and they just said, you know, thank you. It's like, oh, that that was a heart wrench right there. So this will be his last performance as Batman in. Suicide Squad kills the Justice League and great way for him to go out. Yeah, I think so. I can get behind it. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> I still can't believe they're not releasing that Batgirl movie. 
I, yeah. After all the time and money and everything they spent on it, just put on HBO Max. Dude, they just uh, – I just saw a story tonight that the show Minx that's on HBO Max, they did a first season. It's aired. Uh, they finished production of a second season, and now they've shit-canned the whole thing. They're even pulling the first season off HBO Max because it's the end of Why? the year, and they're trying to ditch stuff for tax write-offs or whatever. It's ridiculous. I don't understand what's going on, but I'm getting pissed. Yeah, that's a bunch of horseshit. It is a bunch of horseshit. <sighs> All right, whatever. Rush Hour 4 is coming. Yeah, I know. You shared that with me, and I got lost in the shuffle. I didn't see it until after I shared it with you. <laughs> I was like, huh. He, uh, he missed that one, I guess. Yeah, Jackie Chan says he's working on it, or he's in talks to make a sequel. Doesn't say anything about Chris Tucker. But Jackie Chan is in talks, so well, that'll probably Tucker's happen. Done shit, no, nothing after since then, or you know, he's really hasn't done much. So true. I can't imagine he wouldn't jump on. Oh, I get to be in a movie again. <sighs> um, he'll probably he'll probably demand an absurd amount of money he doesn't actually deserve because he's putting a high high dollar price on himself. But I get whatever. I guess we'll find out. And he'll also say, you know, well, I don't know when I'm going to get my next work, so I want this yeah. to be worth my time. Um, um, let's see. <coughs> Tree, already... the Wonder Woman. Oh, Costco's coming to Maine. Oh, Violent Night, a sequel is being planned with maybe Numi Rapace playing uh, Mrs. Claus. Yep. Cool, I'm there for it. I guess originally the movie was supposed to have Mrs. Claus in it, but she got cut to do the version that they put up on the screen, which I still haven't watched yet, but I'm very much looking forward to, and I'm glad that it's got this much traction already. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Stephen King's uh, The Dark Tower getting um, an adaption by the, uh, the Haunted Hill House people? Between movies and TV shows, this has been adapted so many times, I don't even care anymore. I, yep. I've, I've made it no secret that, honestly, I think Stephen King's overrated. Um, he made a few cool horror stories back in the day, but I think he's up on a pedestal that, quite frankly, he doesn't belong on. Like His, his novelizations of things they take way too long to describe a simple scene. There's too much description. There's too much backstory. Um, it's a slog to read his work. So he, yes, every book that comes out is a New York times bestseller based on the fact of name value. And people are like, Oh, I want to see if this is going to be good again. Yep. Exactly. It's uh, it's I the mean, Emperor's new clothes to me. You know, yeah. everybody goes, Oh my God, it's Stephen King. It must be good. Well, read it. Do you really think it's good? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, go check it out of the library for free. Yep. So I, I like the guys who did Haunting of Hill House, not so much Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah. Those are very different themes than the Dark Tower. So I guess we'll see. Uh, Mayfair Witches, don't care. <sighs> Looks interesting. I like Alexandra Daddario. Mm-hmm. She does a good job with stuff. And uh, looks like a interesting story. I might check it out. Um, Infinity Pool. <laughs> I said this mostly because it's Cronenberg's kid. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, I I will probably check it out. 
It's hard to describe with it. The premise on here shows a rich couple on vacation in La Tolca at an all-inclusive island resort, but outside the hotel gates hides something more dangerous. Yep. I mean, good good actors, Alexander Skargard, Mia Goth. Saw something to do with clones, mm. I believe. So. Okay. Um, then, Hunter season two. Yeah, Another I, show I, that. Yeah, I didn't even know that was coming back. Yeah. I had forgotten about it. You forgot about it. Yep, I did. I st- but I I'm looking I forward said, to it. I basically forgot about it, but I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. I sent you a trailer to a movie that they're dubbing a, cis, a Swiss ploitation film, the first ever, called Mad Heidi. Thanks for that. Um, I'm going to watch this. I want to watch looks, this at the drive-in. It looks it looks just as wildly crazy absurd as Cocaine Bear. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, when, when they execute the guy and his head perfectly peels open. Yeah, uh, it's it's if you remember the story of Heidi, this now Heidi's all grown up <laughs> as an adult, and um, she's coming for revenge. Yeah. Yeah, because Switzerland's being occupied now. Splatter, platter, gory, nasty. No, Switzerland has decided to become an active army and invade other countries. Oh, is that what it is? Yes, I Switzerland they were being instead invaded. of always okay. being their 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 uh, eloquently neutral over the years, now they've decided to be the aggressors. Okay. And then the last trail I sent you was the subtle art of not giving a fuck. So I've read this book. Um <clears throat> It was an interesting concept. Some of the stuff that he has in there, I liked. Some of it I thought was either simplified beyond what it should be, or it was self-aggrandized. Like he basically, he thinks he knows the secret to the world and it's not giving a fuck, but some of his ideas about not giving a fuck are a little bit too over the top. Um, I'll, I'll probably still check out the movie. It might be a background thing for me. But mm-hmm. the book was okay to me. Some good parts, some not so. It's 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 the the film version of the self help book, and I'm wondering if there's a documentary style or a fictional storyline style or. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. So. And then you sent me, or I sent <laughs> you sent me the uh, the a Christmas story had a Flash Gordon style fantasy sequence that was made that did, that was cut and um I didn't read the article once I realized that they were telling the story on a podcast I just went and downloaded the episode of the podcast which I will listen to later Nice I I had to dig through your messages cuz you said hey want to record early tonight like 6 p.m. if not no worries followed yeah. immediately by hey want to record early tonight Yeah I'm I like, don't know why that's twice like that Yeah and then you said found the podcast and downloaded it and I'm like where are we going with this? Because they all came in rapid fire, and then I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, he must be talking about the podcast episode that that was on. Yes. Gotcha. Yes, I was. Um, Which else you got, sir? Just a couple of things that came in tonight. Uh, tomorrow, at some point, we're getting the official full trailer for the next uh, Spider-Verse movie, Across the Spider-Verse. Um, and you mean the animated one, right? Yes, yes. Okay, that's so good. It's so good. They announced the villain because it's two parts. It's across the Spider-Verse part one and part two. They announced that the villain for these two parts is going to be the spot, which is pretty perfect for a movie about multi 
dimensions because that's what the spot is. He's basically a walking collection of multiple portals to different dimensions. So I'm there for it. I'm super excited for this trailer because that still remains one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite Spider-Man movies, one of my favorite yep. Marvel movies. Like, just fucking amazing. It's a really, really, really good film. Yeah. Cannot wait. Um, but yeah, so we'll get that tomorrow. So at some point, one of us will send it to the other one. And yep. we can go, Mwahaha. That's pretty much you it. You had something else? Oh, okay. You said a couple of things. So, all right. Well, um, you can find me on Twitter because it's apparently live and well. Not going anywhere. <laughs> do you, do you uh, have a gold check for being a corporation or are you getting a blue check for being a business or are you getting the gray check just to say that you're really you? That you had $8 to spend? Uh, nope. Okay. Just being me without spending money. <laughs> Uh, but you can find me there at uh, Superstar Mel. And I'm also on there at the Quantum Geek G33K. And that is our show. Correct. You have made an accurate statement there, sir. We'll talk to you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>